Pull it out the coop at the lot. Told him 12 swat. Busting all the bells out the box. I just hit a leaf with the box. Had to put the stick in the box. Mm. Pull up the whole damn seal. I'ma get lazy. I got the mojo deals. We been trapping like the 80s. She signed it. So, got the cash out. Told him right, but no. Say slash slash. I won't never sell my soul. And I can back that. Welcome back to the stop at Central and Halsey. It's me, Leah D. I'm trying really hard to be I know. A professional right now. Are you trying to be professional? I'm trying to be professional because we got paper. We've oh, never okay. Had paper before. I know what I felt like. We were we organized. Yeah, I wanted to be organized today. We just had, a, you know, we had a lot going on to prepare. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted it to be in front of me. And to be honest, I'm just tired of tech. You just you're over tech. I'm over tech. Because you've been tech. Yes. Yeah, you tech too much. Guys, it's your girl Tay Tay. We are back um, for another episode. Um, we got some goodies for y'all today. We do. I, maybe we got the paper because we knew we were having company. Even though oh, we wanted we wanted to be yeah, we wanted to be professional for company. I think we do that to get ourselves Our together for company. Right. Yeah, before you got yeah. Company. This company know us though. We've so. known this company. So you, I said, probably was my eldest friend, but I think. I may know this. I may have known this person the longest because I think we learned how to by like together. by two years probably. Yeah, probably two years. So we have a guest. This is uh, Chad Thomas. Yeah. Um, he's coming to us via Zoom all the way in Los Angeles, California. So yes. welcome to the stop at Central and Halsey, Chad. We are happy to have you. I'm happy to be here. It's, it's good to reunite with y'all. Yes. It's, it's been a man. Well, it's been back back to middle. Yes. Yes. Okay. It's now been a long just, time. It's been a long time. Yes. Long time. So let's get let's, into this. Let's get into updates. So what have I been up to? Yes, Lily. Um, lots of things. So shout out to everyone. The last episode must have been a really good episode. I feel like y'all have been missing my date stories, and I wish that everyone I could go loved on your more date dates story. so I could give it to y'all. But people have not asked me out. So I have not been dating. I've been. Have you not scrolled this week? I haven't. No, I did not scroll this week because I, I have a midterm. To, I have a midterm Sunday. So mm-hmm. I have not been scrolling this week. I've been watching lots of basketball. Um, I watched my grandmother um, involuntarily vote for Trump yesterday. On her yes, absentee I was ballot. waiting for you to tell that story. When um, you texted me, I was like, oh, Jesus, Joe. Um, let me. T- so my grandmother is 70 something. She would get. No, my grandmother's 80 something. She would get mad if I told you her age. And she lives with us. And in her old age, she has become into politics and she cannot stand Donald Trump. Like Mm -hmm. anything Donald Trump says, she goes against it. She always watches the news too much, in my opinion. Um, So she's been listening to the news about mail-in ballots and the post office being corrupt and how stuff might get around. Just, you know, just not filtering news, just Mm -hmm. like listening to it and believing his goal. So we got our, we got our absentee mail-in ballots Saturday. We were like, don't touch it. We are all going to fill them out together this weekend. Came in the ballot like on Monday. My grandmother has moved, had moved that ballot every day. <laughs> we would see it and then we would not see it. So yesterday I'm coming downstairs, getting ready to cook dinner. And she's like, uh, Leah, I'm like, yeah. She was like, um, 
read these three questions for me. Not three questions. Read these three things to vote on because there are three mm-hmm. sort of like laws or something that yeah. you're supposed to vote on. One of them is legalizing marijuana, which I'm not surprised. Josephine was like, no, don't legalize She it. don't and even know like, your story. Mm-hmm. She don't even know my story, but it's like, fine. Don't she say <laughs> So I read the three questions, but I was like, no, my mom said we're going to all fill these out this week. And she's like, oh, no, no, no. I just want to know what I'm voting for. Like, I just want to read. So I'm like, okay, she want to be an informed voter. So I read them to her translated them for her and she was like okay so i went back upstairs and was like ma why is she messing with the ballot because i already know this is going to be like new world order and i'm just trying to tell i'm trying to tell on people so people don't have a crazy ass reaction okay i'm okay I'm tre- so i told my mom i was like she touched the ballot. I was like i told her not touch the ballot she hard-headed i went back downstairs I see my grandmother fumbling with the ballot, but I'm minding my business because I got to stay in the child's place, even though I probably got the most sense in the damn house. Mm-hmm. So because you always still a child, even though you're 30. I'm it doesn't matter. Child, even, even though you're taking care of them, you never stop being a child. You're still the child. Mm-hmm. So I'm like cooking, and I know what I'm saying. Like, no, I just, <laughs> Trump, I'm not voting for Trump. I'm not voting for Trump. I'm just like, what is happening? She's like, mm. she was like, oh, and you can't even erase it because it's ink. And I was like, <laughs> I'm like, what? I said, what happened? She was like, oh, I try. I'm trying to um, fill out the ballot, and I think I, I, I vote. I hit. She was like, oh, I did vote for Trump. I voted for Trump. I said, we told you not to touch that till Sunday. She was like, I know. I was. I was like, because I had planned on printing out a sample ballot so she can do it because i know how such a good granddaughter when it's time to fill out stuff when she tries to mail stuff off Mm -hmm. we gotta do it's like i'm teaching my child how to write again we gotta do you gotta practice you're gonna write it first and you're gonna write it over right she voted she did the whole biden line so she voted straight across and then she voted for donald trump and i was like (laughs) so now you gotta take her to the polls now she was like well i'm just gonna get another absentee ballot and i'm like that that's not how how it works works. that's not how this works Um, poor joe so now she's gonna have to be strapped down in ppe and she was like she told she like i'd rather not vote oh no 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 was petty and was like well (laughs) you not voting is a vote for donald trump so (laughs) joe had an attitude I say all this, the elders, to say, help the elders. I'm buying her America great hat again for the holidays because <laughs> I'm going to be like, she can't stand this motherfucker. And she voted for him. And I'm going to be like, if he did you order the presidency, right? Did you and everything he does that pisses off? I'm like, you voted for him. Don't do Joe like that. Did you order <laughs> it already? Listen, I'm about to order it. I'm going to order it from Amazon. I'm going to put it. I'm going to be like, Christmas time. <laughs> So that's your boy. That's your boy. She's gonna say a long prayer for you if she ain't already been praying. So that has that has been my update. That's what I've been doing. Oh, and I got life insurance today. I well, I started buying life insurance. Oh, look at you, which is wild. You bought you got life insurance? I have life insurance through my job. I have extra coverage though. You got life insurance, Chad? I do. I just signed up for term insurance. Oh, I just got whole life. This shit is fucking wild. But this, but this is the thing. If you don't have it, yo, something happened to you. I'm not donating to no, yo. Because I, I don't, you, let me tell you something. I'm I don't want donating. nothing to happen to you. I'm and not donating. I don't want to go fund me. I don't want to go fund. I don't want that. I don't want I'm, that for I'm your not life. Doing it. you. I, listen to me right now. If I know you, get life insurance. Yeah. Word. But, that, but that's the, but I think that's something like in our community, people don't talk about. Yeah. Like that's the thing. Like people generally don't have conversations about it. Mm-hmm. So like, that's why we see all these 
GoFundMe pages because people are not prepared. But like, at the end, you gotta prepare for when you leave here. You do need to prepare. That's the thing. You do need it's, to get your house happening. in order, is what we say in the church. Yes, get, get your house, house in order, order, as my grandmother would say. So if they came over. They did a physical today. I don't oh. know. If they come do like a physical. Yeah, they yeah. do that. My blood. I had because to you know, if you have a, if you are a person that like has a lot of. They still like going illnesses. hard for AIDS and HIV. I signed so much paperwork for AIDS and HIV, and I was like, is this because I was like, are y'all racially profiling me because I'm a black woman, or is like HIV AIDS still a big problem? Because I, I don't they got like pills? They got like pills for it now. Yeah, I, but that all of, those are the it. questions they ask you when you go on for life insurance. Like if you are diabetic, or like because my father had a lot of heart problems. Oh, he had yeah. a hard time. It's he insurance. Could, I know yeah, they insurance. Yeah, yeah like, so it's like calculate these risks. The moral of the story is take care of yourself. Yeah, and take care of yourself but while you're here and when you leave, okay? Take Yeah, so your family members are already ain't got to stress when you go. Because I'm not, because messing around me, you'll be in a fucking shoebox if you don't got life insurance. I ain't, I, listen, I don't know listen, what the fuck But it's me. true, though. But yeah, you growing up. Yeah, we apparently. So yes. that, I'm, I'm getting old. That's what You I, are that's getting what, old. What you been up to? Um, You know, the schoolhouse was busy this week. Um, Work. Um, this week I actually, for whatever reason, I don't know why, but I connected with a couple like black social workers via Instagram this mm-hmm. past week. Um, the Melanated Social Work Podcast and this, uh, black social worker out of Virginia, um, and just been listening to that. So that's kind of been what I've been listening to while I'm working. Cause work is stressful. stressful bro. Think about us, your friends that work in the school, the teachers, the social worker, pray for us. Because like today I had like no break and you know how, when you gotta, you tired and you gotta dig deep mm-hmm. for some strength. That's how I felt today. You know what's worse than and not having no break at your job? What? Not having no break and your job is at your house. Yes. That's shitty. That's yes. Nuts. So that's how I was today. Like, I had, like, a 15-minute break in between Zoom meetings, and then I was like, oh, we got to record. And I was like, dang, I got to take a shower, but I ain't going to have a time for you a nap. for your nap. You wanted to I, But I said to y'all yesterday, I was like, y'all, I'm going to need a nap before we record, because I knew I had a crazy day. And I had PD today, which was, like, heavy. And, like, my PD was on suicide awareness and, like, how we support our students and just, like, prevention. Mm-hmm. So that was heavy today. Yeah. Then I went to my staff meeting and we talked about DEI and I was like, my brain a needs a break. It's a lot. So I'm here. Okay. I'm digging deep. You're here? I'm, yes. I'm, I'm, thank you for your depth. Yes. I'm happy. We have a guest. Yeah. And this is and like, but this is like our fun time. Yes. Like I get this to check out for the weekend really and like do this. But like, I just been digging deep all week because it's been a, a long week. Well, you know, I'm preparing for hybrid. So how's your heart? My heart is... My heart is good. I'll say this because I, even though work is crazy, I am writing wellness curriculum for K through 12. I'm on a team to do that. And I'm very happy that we are doing that for the babies. Fancy. So yeah, my heart is good. I'm tired, but I'm still in a good place. That sounds perfect. That was better than last time because last time I was like, screw everybody. You know what we call that? Gross. Growth. Growth. Yes. Right. How's your heart? My heart is a couple things. It is first and foremost high which I always like. Uh-huh. And my heart is it's feeling super Christian like which is very interesting. So um <laughs> y'all y'all will know this by now. Don't laugh cuz it's funny. This is important. So the, the 45th president of the United States of America, oh. Donald J Trump got the rona. 
and hard stop. And if you've been listening to anything happening in the world, you understand why that's just like, literally when I read the news, I exhaled deeply and was like- But so many people were so consumed by that this morning because when I got on and got on social media, and that's all I saw. I was like, dad, y'all, but I don't even believe it. Donald, and it's, yo, I believe he got it. And there are some people who were like, there in my, in my group chat, some people were like, it's a hoax. Think it's Everybody fake news. Everybody's like, whatever. It's, people <laughs> think it's fake news. news. Well, that would be super ironic. Yes. And also it's 2020, so nothing surprised me at this point. I think also- it was Yeah, like, it, was, I was like, like, it, it didn't it, knock me off my feet like people were just like so consumed with but it because i think we're it's also scary because i think we're so desensitized to coronavirus so when you hear somebody has it it's not as it doesn't feel the same way it felt in february it doesn't no i will admit that it does not feel the same in february and march somebody, somebody said it was like i was like who coming to get me i called my prayer circle yeah, like, like called my like, friends i'm like pray for prayer. auntie such and such just went to the hospital. Mm-hmm. I had a cousin that's a nurse and like was telling us these horror stories and it felt, but now I think we are desensitized. So it's just like, oh, like a cold, but it's not a cold. You know, that's a cold. Yeah, because I definitely know somebody that told us in a group chat this week that that happened to them. I was like, whoa, this is like, it's not over. No, 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 it's not over. Yeah. So back, so this relates yeah, to Christian. like a feeling Christian because I... I was like, right. So being a Christian is about like loving thy neighbor, mm-hmm. forgiveness, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I have a hundred million reasons why and how easy it could be when you hear this motherfucker got the Rona, I could be like, well, he, if he dies, he dies. Mm-hmm. But I, I didn't feel sorry for him. I didn't, my, like, no, I know where you're going. wasn't to feel sorry for him, yeah, but I, know like, you're going. I felt compassion yeah, for somebody, if you literally would have asked me this last time last night, be compassionate for him. I would have been like, or two nights ago, I would have been like, suck my dick from the back because it's never happening. But I was like, yo, maybe I am a real, real I was gonna say a real fucking Christian, but <laughs> maybe I'm a, that's because he's not done with me because Christians are also not perfect. But I was like, yo, maybe there's a little light at the end of my. Tongue. No, I feel you because I was just like. I don't want to wish death on anybody. You don't wish death on anybody. On nobody. And that's like Christian. Like, like yeah. I don't like, no matter how crazy things are, like, I don't want to wish death on anybody. I don't, my, the person, I, yeah. my, I, I can't do that. I couldn't do that. But yeah. I, was, I was just like. But I get what people's mindset is. I yeah. understand And there that. are some people because who Tuesday, feel that way. Tuesday night, Okay. So my heart is feeling Christian. So enough okay. about us. Let's get to our guests. Let's get Again, to- welcome to the pod. Chad, yes. that's you want to. That's your internet name. That's the name you want to be called by. Yeah, no, that's good. That is good. Because you know, some people be like, "Don't use my whole government." I can, I don't, you know. So I just want to make sure, like, yeah, what's yeah, your, yeah. Internet. Which not? It's not your pronouns, but like, what's your proper name? Oh, what's your proper name? I'm gonna start asking people that. Lord, have instead mercy. of saying, like, what's your pronouns? Like, what's your proper name? Thank you. All right, y'all can laugh if you want to. I can't. So yes. I have known Chad for I don't. You said since kindergarten. Kindergarten. So we went to. I was in kindergarten in '95. We was in kindergarten in '95, right? Uh, I think you was you were if you were, nah that was fourth grade. It could have been 95? kindergarten. Yeah, it wasn't '95. '91. No, because '88. Nah, because we hit middle school in '97. Yeah. Seven. Oh, right. So about your age a Oh, I just can't do math no more. I'm holding my. You thirty two. I was born in eighty eight. You go to kindergarten when you five, or at least I did. So yes, and the t- and the us too. <laughs> ninety three, ninety three, ninety three. Final answer. Yeah. So I don't know how many, and I've known him since nineteen ninety three. Yeah. So me since ninety seven. So this might be the person I've known longer. Yeah. Than Tay Tay, mm-hmm. that we I still like kind of talk to. So. 
welcome to the podcast chat yes. thank you so thankful um that you are here with us today um yeah tell us a little bit about yourself oh man uh well let's, I know. <laughs> let's get a few things let's let's talk about uh Aaliyah kicking me with her timberland boots in 1996 oh come on yeah thank I you. you in your privates too right Ooh, you exactly remember? In my you private. remember that i remember, you remember? That i got in trouble for that yeah so let's talk about the the psychological trauma you was going through that you had to do that to a, a pre-pubescent boy that's that that shit is not okay I did know. you die did you die Nah, but I, who knows? I could have been had a kid already had I not had to heal. You but, know? but 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 you're you're see fine. What you, see what you was doing. You're fine. Folks. You're fine. But it's probably I was protecting myself. I bet you he never. I don't even know if you attacked me, but I bet he thinks twice of what he did, whatever he did to me, to make him get kicked in the nuts. Listen, <laughs> the thing was, I didn't I didn't grow into my body until like 21. Oh, years Chad old. used to have the biggest ears. Yeah. He like he had like Hebrew elf ears, but you can't even tell now. It's like uh-huh. his head fit, his head fits right on in with him. I exactly. Can't. Exactly. Oh so, dang. Um, I wonder if you remember that too. I was like, damn, I did. Well, That's I'm so old, funny. How could you forget? I'm a little upset that Aaliyah remembered it too and she came with it. I was thought she was gonna say sorry, say sorry. Apologies, apology, something. Oh no, yeah. no. I'm just yeah, I this could have been what am I lying for? <laughs> it could have been the time of healing. I don't yeah. even we got the candles lit. Yeah, I mean I, <laughs> I apologize. I don't even mean that, so I'm not gonna apologize for it. I'm, it just ha- it, listen, it's a part of growing up. You might nah, so good. No, nah, so good. So funny. But besides, you know, uh, that felony that Aaliyah, you know, <laughs> committed against me, uh, life is good. It's uh, it's tough not being able to go back home. Like the last time I was back home was 2019, like in January or something like that. So I just missed mm-hmm. going back to North. Um, my, my parents still live in Jersey too. So they live in, uh, in Cedar Grove, but life is good. Uh, I'm loving it in Cali. I don't think I'm going to ever move back to the East Coast because wow, dang, nah, like eight years of no winter. I don't think y'all understand what that means. Well, you just gonna burn in Ca- where you are in California. I hope it's gonna be some left. You about to be living amongst ashes. <laughs> That's <laughs> real. That's y'all real. Could use some snow right now. I could use some snow and some better air. The air quality right now is one eighty five, which is like, it's y'all terrible. St- y'all staying in the house? What's it like I going outside? I, I I can't go outside right now. Um. That's how bad the air is. Mm-hmm. Talk so, about these winters in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, that's true. But uh, no, nah, I'm I'm good, man. It's it's been it's just cool that I get to have this conversation with y'all because it's been like just a 20 year period, you know. Yeah. Uh-huh. It has. And yes. it's sad because like I just think about a lot of the like the the dudes we went to school with, and I don't get to stay in contact with them as much as I like, or yeah. like this shit happened and life took a different path. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shut up, Aaliyah. I can't agree. You. I say, but you, you know what I'm having a moment? I'm like, this is exactly how we used to be at the lunch table. Yeah, somebody, somebody be a heart felon in the history. Right, exactly. It's all right. God's I, no, I was agreeing with you. Like, I know. Yeah. So I was saying like, you like yeah. me too. I ain't kept in touch with you either. Like, Don't feel bad about it. It's a two-way street to keep in touch. You No, it is. It's a two-way street. No, it is. It is. Yeah. Yeah. People forget that shit sometimes. No, I agree. That you're I agree. always supposed to be the one to reach out because you're the most talkative or you're all yeah. this person you're extra like no motherfucker if I 
A whole bunch of people think I'm talking if I can't be the first one for all you niggas. You right. But I think in terms of like Chad, like Chad, when we all went to high school, you had left and went to boarding school, right? Yeah, you did go to boarding school. Yeah, you went to boarding school. And then at some point in these 20 years, we've all been able to keep tabs on each other. Yeah. I mean, I I came back even during high school a couple of times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure you did. Yeah, I can't say like my What's crazy is actually, like when I came back to Newark like uh, last year, just seeing that these all these damn North Star builders. This is like oh wow, yeah. They like a mon- they got like a monopoly. About yeah, yeah, more it's than ten. Yeah, especially when you left, it was just one. It was just one. Yeah, when you left. Yeah. So yeah, it's, yeah, it has grown. Yeah, it has grown. But it's um no, it's it's I will say like learning about adulthood and just thinking about my life experiences is, is definitely something. Uh, I, I'm proud that North Star was a chapter, and I got to to share that part with y'all because. Mm-hmm. I think if I like if I stayed at Louise A. Spencer, I would be in a different place. I, I don't think I, was, yeah. I don't think I was on yeah. the right path there. So yeah. uh, North that's Star a, was a was a good real. place to get me settled. Yeah. And then, you know, going through whatever life and all that, now being married and about to be a dad. Oh, first of all, and we can we get a hard pause. I would like everybody to apologize for what? those harsh feelings y'all gave me when he told his sappy ass story about <laughs> me kicking him in the nuts. Everything's fine. <laughs> Congratulations. Continue. Thank you. Play. Go ahead. I think I think Leah needed that taste, so let's give it to her. She, no, um, it's fine. I'm used to, I'm used to it. Go ahead. Because you know it's people like, that's fucked up. I'm like, listen. No, that's true. I mean, hey, listen, you, you, you're right. I and mean, you know what? I'm glad you did it when you did it. Maybe now I might not recover as quick, you know, but if, if you try to kick me now, I have to call the police on you or something like that. Something um, like that. But so yeah, well, congrats yeah. Um, on, you know, about to be a father. Yeah. What's that like? I mean, I'm having a son, so like that part is uh is equally exciting and scary. Um, I just having like a a black boy and trying to raise him the right way is gonna be interesting because I have no idea what his experience is gonna be like. You know, he uh, he may he's never oh here's the thing he's not gonna have to like deal with the same shit that I had to deal with growing up. Uh, I mean, he's gonna be a black man in America, but it might be in a different neighborhood <laughs> where he grows mm-hmm. up. Probably. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think uh, I'm excited and scared at the same time. Like, if this country doesn't get better, then maybe we just move and go somewhere else because this the shit is nuts. Like, raising a black boy now when they see all these images, and then kids today are already screwed up because they don't know how to interact past their cell phones. So. <sighs> The long answer it's, is the short answer is I don't know. Um, just fine, like yeah. yeah, that's fine too. Like, like you'll, this, fig- you'll figure it out. Here's a good question: What is? I have very distinct memories of all of y'all and North Star. I mean, besides you know, Leah's, you know, we moved past it. Whatever you know, she tried to Thank give you. me a, a vasectomy, but that's okay. Uh, <laughs> you know, besides that, um, one of one of the like. The, the the most enjoyable part at North Star was just like seeing people that were late to community circle every day with their bad excuses. That shit to me every day was. <laughs> That's like, a good one. That's a good one. That's a good That's one. A good I ain't one. Th- thought about that in years. I'm so, I remember uh, in particular there was one person who said the bus didn't come, but we rode the same bus to school. <laughs> <laughs> and I was on time, and I know teachers knew that. But they was like, "I missed the bus," and I was like, "No, we were on the bus." <laughs> Made me think I was fucking late. It's like, what? Did we? I used to catch the bus with Daryl and his little brother. And, oh, uh, oh, yes. And they used to fight on the bus, like, all the time. 
I believe that. I believe that. hundred percent. I can like picture it right now. I would, no, no, no. I for, I for sure. Oh God. Yeah. So many fights on the school bus. What bus? What number buses you catch? I was on the sixty-six or the fifty-nine or the thirty. Oh, going up Elizabeth Ave. You lived in a week. Ooh. You lived in a weekway section, right? That's right. Right across from Weekway Park. Yes. Oh yeah. Then you, yeah. you saw some things on your bus route. You saw. Yeah. More you, you know what I remember about route. Chad? This is we were not in a school building, but somebody was always having house parties. You remember that? Was it at your house? Was it at your house? No, I think it was Jasmine's, Jasmine's house. house. Oh, Jasmine's, Jasmine's house. house always was the party. I remember one time we had a party at Jasmine's house, and somehow. I don't know what we was doing, but I broke a window. Yes, I was like, because mm-hmm. you could dance, Chad. Right? Chad could dance. Yeah, that's Chad what I'm about to say. That's I just, what I remember. Ooh, I just pictured you with like Gore Tex and the baggy ass jeans that you could play with all the shit. <laughs> like, that was my memory. I was like, I remember Chad always dancing at the house parties. Oh, wow. That's right. I remember you had a really hard crush on one of our classmates. Oh, Here we go. God. I was waiting for it. Let's, let's hear it. Oh, I think I, I got somebody I, at the top of I, my know, mind. I remember. I Who? Oh, I see that. Look, oh, hey, that too, hey. but that, that's not the one oh, I was thinking you about. Had multiple questions. Who was the other no, one? No, I was going to say Deandra. Oh, yeah. Yes, yeah. yes you mm-hmm. did. Yes, that you that did. was what I was going to say. Yes, yeah. you did. Yes, you did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Good times. I forget. It's, it's very, um, like, sometimes when I go back and think about us in school, I can't always tell the difference between like elementary school and middle school and mm-hmm. high school. Not elementary school, middle school and high school is just like, oh, I forgot about DeAndre. Like, oh, that happened. Yeah. That did happen. We did go to school with that person. Mm-hmm. I saw Tillman I on Facebook and I was like, Since I high forgot I knew him. What Man. a crazy a crazy thing about that class was like, so you, Jack, Chad, Jasmine, DeAndre didn't come to high school with us. No. A lot Somebody of else went to boarding school. school, but then in terms of males in our class, we oh, yeah. and yeah. I, with, we only graduated with three. 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 But only Kyle, Kyle was, was the, the only the only yeah, original boy I'm, left that graduated with us. And then we had two other boys that ended up joining us, but no original from our fifth grade class. Yeah. It was just Kyle. Yeah. So you I know think- so, so I tell my uh, my white employees is all the time like yo, y'all don't understand like for black men just to graduate high school is a real accomplishment. Like there's so much yeah. shit that gets thrown at you, and like I tell them like yo, I think there was two dudes that I went to high middle school with that like ended ended up graduating on time, and mm-hmm. I don't know Kyle did. I don't know what happened to Kyle. I heard something. Ooh, girl. Oh. No, that ain't for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, hit us in the group chat afterwards. Yeah, hit us in the group. Chat. I got you. Got you. Got you. <laughs> That ain't for the pod. That ain't for the pod. Nope. That ain't. That is not for the pod. When he said that, I was like, I knew he was. I knew you was giving ass. I'm like, no, Chad, no, Chad, don't do that. Was was Garrett? Did he graduate with y'all too? He went to science. Yes, he just had another baby. Didn't know that either. Oh, I that was my high. That was my high school. Now I remember that. Yeah, Taylor loved us and Garrett McLeod. I spent many a three-way phone calls on the phone with Shantae and Garrett. So, yo, we used to be on the phone. We had, I had that hunter. They like the couple dudes. I know a couple dudes. Yeah, I had a couple dudes. A couple dudes liked you. Uh, it's probably it's probably both, both. It's probably both. But okay. I had a few. I had a few breaks yes, yes, in middle did. school, in high school. Oh, Jesus. Yes, Garrett, Chris. Yes, Chris. I might Anton? have. I have went with Anton, Anton at some point in time. Right. Who knew? Yeah. And then when I got bit turned into an adult, things changed. <laughs> Won't he do it? The growth. Growth. That's crazy. All right. We're going to tell our business. Let's get into uh, it. Shout out to you for not. Did you have a gender reveal? uh, Nah. We no. Okay. Talk to us. Talk to us. Say more. Say more. Because I liked your I liked your reaction. Talk to us about why you had no gender reveal. Well, one, like that shit is extra too. Like, thank you. That's all you need to say. Yeah. It's extra. extra. I mean, like, there's a literally a 
what a 30,000 acre fire in California because these idiots wanted yeah. to be pyrotechnics and poor agenda. It's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. I don't know. I don't get it. So. Yeah, we have feelings. We just wanted to, wanted I just to check. Wanted to make sure, because I was about to be like, shout out to you for not having a gender reveal, and I want you to be like, actually, we did but, have a But speaking of, reveal. keep them papers far away from the fire. You just lifted it up, Aaliyah, a little close to that flame. So oh, I no, know. so chat, I'm going to say, like, a, two minutes ago, I thought she almost dipped the paper in the flame, mm-hmm. and I, I kind of <laughs> moved one over, because I seen it. Second well, time. Uh, your safety. What do you say? Who's clumsier between you two? I'm not clumsy. Me. Catch. It's her. It's me. Dad. Be cool about fire safety. And I deal with fire every day. So <laughs> oh, I know Lord exactly Jesus. what to do with fire. I can't. I like papers on fire every day. It's all good. Catch it. Yeah. Um, That's why your grandmother voted no on that. Um, <laughs> she can't smell it. She said she couldn't smell. Shut up. <laughs> but that might be. No, I didn't smoke that day. So no. But listen. Anyway. She said she can't smell it anyway. So what it matter? By the way, you got to. You got to. Enlighten me on this marijuana thing. Why, like, you don't want it legalized? No, 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 no. no, 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 no. She does. Joe said that. That Joe oh. said that. Say that. But not Lily. Well, this would have been voter fraud because I would have had contempt. I had contemplated if she didn't screw up. You was going to write her I answer was in. Take that shit, write the fuck out. I was like, yes, you do want it legalized. Okay, you don't know what you need, but that would have been voter fraud. Yeah. Okay. Well, I didn't. T- well, it didn't happen, so I didn't do it. Now I gotta strap her down in PPPE from her head to her toenails. <laughs> And take her to the damn senior citizen building with a mask on because she didn't know how to vote right. Help the elders. And she going to be in that right. mask all day after she go there. She going to wear that mask. Don't do Joe like that. Don't do me like that. Listen. <laughs> anyway. I can't. Listen. How's your heart, Chad? How is my heart? Uh, I actually thought about uh, Donald Trump this morning. I was like, you know, I'm glad that I, I don't wish ill upon him. Um, I'm actually, I think it's it's like, a, it's like you tell a kid not to touch a stove and then like finally when he puts his hand on the flame and he gets burned, you're like, see? Mm-hmm. That's basically, you know, my heart is actually full because I think he, he got what he deserved because just as a lack of discipline around um, wearing a damn mask. Uh, but other than that, like, I'm, I'm doing all right. I mean, I, this, this country's in a crazy place, but I woke up this morning, I, I was like, you know what? I have breath in my lungs. I don't have to worry about money i have a lady that loves me although she come on love you she gives me a little too much lip sometimes but and you I, take I, it but, but she she been killing bugs for you though so that's listen she <laughs> kills the bugs for you tell her to call me i'll tell her how to kick you in your nuts and everything will be okay she has been killing the bugs uh yeah so i mean she's good with me yeah that's true uh yeah actually honestly i was i was telling my wife this morning like working from home uh and like we're lucky that we have a large enough space where we have our own offices each but like i was like yo i get to see you every day like that shit is dope um because me and my wife did long distance for five years um more power to you that's beautiful that's dope yeah and we did la to california la to new jersey for two and a half of those five years so um now being married and being able to like see each other is cool but you know my heart is good Dealing with pregnant black women is not easy, but you know, just got, got to deal with the, <laughs> the attitude. You know, mm-hmm. uh, it, it is what it is. But I'm in a good place. Okay. okay. All right. Let's add. Let's get in and ask Chad some questions. 
questions. <clears throat> so come on, professionally. <laughs> you noticed that the fire. Oh, I love these damn. She's holding up the paper like she's in a. In, in, you know, this is, <laughs> I feel like I'm on the view or something. Not gonna lie, Chad. This is the first time we printed out. Yeah, the paper. I, I, I feel. I could tell. Like, look at all this extra. You got the. Yeah, that is the, super extra. We I, we was being extra for we you. Listen, we did this for our last guest too. Carpet, okay, we brought out. The yeah, we China. laid out all the stuff. No for paper you. plates. No plastic forks for you. We got the china. We got the. I'm the surprised china. I don't have anything to drink. No, I smoked before. I can't. I water. can't be here like the booth now. I'm high uh, drinking. You're not allowed to have alcohol at the thing. I got you. Okay. Well, it's too. I not and not be functional. I can bring. I mean, shout yeah. out, shout out to Bricks Labs because they got us the hydration. And Pour, to support yeah, Evan Holt always uh, and I got to try out. something new because I wanted to try this but I thought it would taste fruity I thought it would taste blue it's fancy like water but it doesn't it just tastes like water but it's perfect then pH purified water I don't know what that means but anyway um yeah so all right so we invited you on this show for a couple of reasons but one of the I think most important Almost reasons, your apology but go ahead what's the next <laughs> People like yes. cry you when you get in your life right with God. Yes, Chad. Come on. Another way that I'm a no, I'm a Christian. <laughs> anyway, I pray, pray about it. Um, we talk a lot about therapy and mental health. And I think we are kids and I think we're advocates for it. Um, but you know, we follow each other on social media. I saw when you posted your first article um you did for the medium, I believe, and it talked about like no the first article was about bugs right that was yeah the first article was about bugs and i like read it and i was like you're on instagram a lot you're on instagram but not a lot so like you post very sporadically um so i saw that come across my thing and i was like chad talk about bugs let me me read this and i read it and i thought it was equal parts hilarious but equal parts super profound um especially when we think about relationships and i'm not in a relationship but like one of the things i would look for when i get into a relationship is like this sort of it'll come. yeah i know it's better come thank mm-hmm. you lord <laughs> it's, it's on its way it's on its way um and like this idea of balance and how mm-hmm. you can sort of feed into your mate and pour into your mate in different ways to help your mate feel balanced but it's not necessarily like uh in box ways that you think yeah um so tell us a little bit about that art first tell us how'd you become a published writer on a medium and why have you always been a writer and then talk to us about your article and talk to us about bugs essentially got it am i talking about all my articles or just this one um so just how did you start how'd you start with like just talk about your journey to writing it actually started someone asked you this question yesterday um when i went to boarding school um what they don't tell you is that they are going to they treat like black kids like we don't know shit um and so for four years like they told me i didn't know how to write um and that shit bothered me a lot because uh, like i mean it was already, you know just a sidebar like going to boarding school was one of the hardest things ever like and you're not the only one, not the only one that tells that story yeah that shit was very hard uh but they basically told me i couldn't write so i went to college and i remember my first paper in college like i spent 20 minutes on it and i got an a plus on it and mm. like the lady was like, wow, this is, and I was like, oh shit, like maybe I know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um, All the time. Yeah. And so uh, fast forward because of um, just like me trying to find a way to express myself um, in a healthy way, I use humor as a way to do it. And so I was like, well, why don't I just try like writing something like a story? Um, one of my coworkers, uh, his partner, she works at Medium. 
And so she told me that there's like a publications and medium, specifically one for like black and brown men between 30 and 50. And it's about like publishing things that are in our, in the group of people that like are, went to school, care a lot about life, but like you can have a variety of topics. So I thought about, well, one of the things that men don't like to do a lot and all of my work does this, it's like, let's point to the places of our life that are like vulnerable, but still funny that we can address and we need to like debunk or demystify this concept of manhood. So like late, literally a few days before that, there was this big ass moth that flew into our house because of my wife. And I, uh, I was like, you know what? It was crazy because it flew into, it was like, I'm telling you, it was gone. Like my wife didn't sleep that first night because she was so mad we couldn't find it. And it flew behind my hamper. And then literally the next day when she woke up and opened her hamper and it flew back and hit her in the face, I was like, see, the, the, the Lord is good. Um, <laughs> but- uh, Chad is petty. Oh, I'm very petty. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I, I, I was like, you know, this, is, this would be something cool to write about. And then after the first post, um, one of the editors reached out to me and said, hey, do you have any more stuff? I'm like, oh shit. I was like, Come on. yes and no. Uh, mm -hmm. I had some ideas. And so after that, I just started writing things that came to my mind. And so um, I'm working on a new piece right now, actually on uh, being black and being celibate, uh, which, was, which is a very vulnerable piece for me. Uh, it was very hard, no pun intended, to write that story. <laughs> Uh, can I he say did that? it so I didn't have to do it. He did it so I didn't have to do it. <laughs> it, it was coming. It was coming. I bet you it was. I bet you it was. So, uh, yeah, I just uh, started writing things that came to my mind. Um, and yeah, the, it seems like it's gotten a pretty good response. Or can I ask you follow up questions to your article or would you rather wait until yeah, no, your article? No, you're good. You're good. So, are you telling us that you were celibate at a time in your life? I was. It, well, shit. Uh, listen, volu yes, voluntarily. You know, like I basically left. Yeah, I, I'm not like revealing much of the story that I'm going to write. But um, when I was in New York, uh, I was basically like, you know, living in Solomon Gomorrah and that I was just out there doing the most. Knocking I was them down. Like a young black dude with my own apartment working at an investment bank. Like I thought. Oh, I was yeah. He's also Greek. So I've never. Uh, the fact that. You oh, I forgot Greek, about that. Uh, celibate Greek is like wild oh, yeah. yeah yeah no go this, ahead mm -hmm. so uh i left new york on a like i almost missed my flight to la because i was at this rick ross wale album release party my flight Flip. was at seven Living i got to up. my apartment at like five in the morning woke up at like six ten and got a gypsy cab to jfk and i on the plane i was like you know what god like i gotta turn this thing around so i said i'm gonna like just change my life when i go to la and I'm not going to sleep around and I'm going to be like, you know, good. And then I got to L.A. And I said, you went to L.A. taking a vial of celibacy on a flight from <laughs> JFK to L.A. You were like, you mm, know what? This is the time. Yeah. <laughs> this is a movie plot. Keep going. I like it. And it wasn't easy. And then uh, I got to L.A. and I, I, I backslid <laughs> as soon as I got there. As soon as, so, you, soon as uh, your feet hit the ground. Man, L.A., I'm going to say something. Especially in drug. LA, being black and having a real job. Like, mm. men mm. in LA, people in LA don't have jobs, let yeah, alone industry folks, and you got like a real job. You got a job, job. A real <laughs> job. Uh, so, like, it was just, it was, it was nuts. And I had never seen no shit like that before. Like, the stuff that, you know how, like, they say, like, 
the stuff in on HBO and all, like that stuff is real. That's like, why. Those, that's hence my comments about LA earlier. I was like, LA, that shit is like, I, I mean, I see why all them stars be wilding like this because nah, it's be, yeah. That's, that's why it, that's it's like, wild to us, but then you'd be like, yeah, I see. It's real, but everyone's been saying it. I understand everything that happened. Yeah, so and before I left LA, I'm, I'm taking a long ass time to answer this question. Before I left, before <laughs> I left LA, my, like, uh, my brothers told me, he was like, yo, my oldest brother Arthur was like, yo, be careful out there. Like, it's crazy. It's just like it is in the movies. He had been to LA like twice. I was like, this nigga don't know what he's talking about. Whatever. <laughs> uh, and then I got there and it was crazy. So I found a, a church. Uh, it's called One Church LA. Now it's called the Potter's House LA. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. And I ended up like just meeting like for the first time in my life, like Christian black dudes that weren't corny. Uh, Woo, talk about it. A- <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> let me tell down, you. Write that down, Rhea, that's a show topic. You want to write that yes. down? With that I mean, that could be, a, yo, cornball, <laughs> like Christian men are like, it, it. so I met them, um, ended up having good fellowship and we were all on the same path. And all of us were imperfect. Like we yeah. still drank. We still like to go out, um, <laughs> but we were like, yo, let's try to sell it. Like, let's try and actually see if we can do it. And I just got really blessed that I met Lauren, my wife, coming back home 2012 on Thanksgiving. And like, she loves the Lord. My brother introduced me to her and she told me what, she told me what wasn't happening. And I basically was like, come on. I had a roster at this point. Like I was, you know, I was doing okay. And uh, <laughs> I, uh, I was like, damn, like, yeah, hang your jersey up. she said, you got to retire. Yo, she literally told up. me on our first date, she was like, I'm the last stop woman. So like, come on. Like, and I was like, can we book her on the show? How long yeah, shout out, she got to had a baby when she had a baby? When she do uh, Thanksgiving Day. Oh, we're going to have to squeeze in before Thanksgiving. We'll see. Uh, we'll be in touch. We'll have Rhea be in touch. But go ahead. <laughs> so uh, we like she told me what was up and it was helpful. Like you both got to be on the same page. So. After mm-hmm. she said that, and we like started dating, um, every it was a struggle, like being straight up. One, being a long distance relationship. She's in Jersey, I'm in LA, and then you don't see that person for like weeks and months at a time. And you see him, you want to move some furniture. Yep. So, you want to see him. You really yes. want to see him, Lord. Yeah. So it was a it was an everyday struggle, um, and yeah, we we met, we started dating in March 2013. I met her in 2012, so I, yeah, about, well, we weren't together when I met her, but, you know, at the end of 2012, yeah. I basically said, I'm going to stop this, and, uh, yeah, we got married five years later. Look at that. Beautiful. Um, oh, so you already answered the next question. So, wait, let me ask you a question. When your wife said, I'm the <laughs> last stop woman, did you, you were like, yep, I'm married her, or you were like, mm, I'm not really sure? It was a, it was, it was actually a turn on, because, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I, and I, and she, I, she knew what she wanted. Yeah, she knew what yeah. she wanted. No, it's hard for black women. I, I think, I'm gonna say this: like black women that are confident and they know what they want, and then they want a black dude. Like, strong. A lot of black men can't handle strong black women. Like, they just can't. Um, Very true. And, and the problem is, well, not, I don't know. There's a lot of black women that don't want to date white dudes. They want another black man, but me, some, you know, it's like. <laughs> A black woman shouldn't have to deal with infidelity as a as a you know yeah, side yeah. effect of being a black man. A side effect of being with a black man. Yeah, yeah. That's, mm-hmm. a, that's, that's a word. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm glad you're writing this down with your professional uh, setup there. It's good. I only wrote only wrote some one thing down. 
But I am going to commit to the next time I go on a date, I'm going to be like, listen, nigga, I'm a last stop bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to see what he said. Please, please tell your wife you've now encouraged I've had to add a on my own. Put your little twist on it. I'm going to be like, listen, nigga, I'm a last stop bitch. So what you trying mm. to do? I mean, honestly, a real dude should, that should be like, oh, shit. I mean, when she said that to me, I was, it was unexpected. I was like, all right. And then the first, the first time, like, I was like, all right, like, I asked her to be my girl. Like, that, the next morning I woke up, she was like, just so we're clear, every other girl you're talking to right now, when they ask you if you have a girlfriend, what are you going to say? And I was like, God damn. I was like, I'm going to say I got a girl. And she was like, all right, cool. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you gotta have that talk because yes, I like it's that. a shame you gotta ask that. Like also it's a shame that she even had to ask that. It wasn't your fault. I'm just like her yeah, experience with other men, I'm sure. sure, but it's a shame that you gotta ask that. Um so I read another story that um I read was the letter you sort of wrote to your pop pop. His words, not mine. As you wrote to your pop pop. <laughs> Um, about how you, I think the, I think the word pop pop is meth. <laughs> I think it's, nah, it is. It is. It makes me think of popcorn. It makes me want to have a snack. Pop That's pop. Um, how I am more. I think it's a beautiful story. I am more. I was on the edge of my seat, and I wanted to know. Was really interested in like, how did you find out like all these specifics about this is your great grandfather? Great grandfather. Yep. Grandfather, because I think. One of the things that I think is so hard for Black people um, is like finding out about, not only finding about your heritage and like where you come from, but like even finding out three or four generations mm-hmm. back because like that's that's slavery right. <laughs> or reconstruction. Yeah. And like we, the only way we were able to preserve our history is through word of mouth, but then people mm-hmm. get sprinkled everywhere mm-hmm. and people die and stories yeah. get lost. It seemed as if you had like a very, very like strong linear like way back. I would love to know like how that happened. Is it something that your like parents instilled to you? Like I've met your parents. I remember your parents. I definitely see that as something that they probably was like, yep, this, yeah. is, this is your pop pop. Um, <laughs> like <laughs> talk to me about how important it is to sort of learn those stories about your great grandparents and like what that means for you, especially as somebody that's about to raise another, uh, about to raise a black child in this world, a black man where it seems like some of the stuff which you attribute to in your is still happening. It just looks mm-hmm. different, but like once you get to it, the chorus are the same. So yes, talk more about that and like what that means to you and how you got there. Yeah, well, I wanted to write an article that expressed my frustration with the current environment. And I think history is a great lens to show people how, how little has changed. Um, and my um my uncle Raymond is like the historian of my family, my mom's brother. So we have all of these artifacts and family trees that go back to my great grandfather. Um and you know, he always instilled the, within us the stories behind that. And at my wedding, like we had all our ancestors in a family tree, but I was always just curious about like where we came from. My dad's side, like we don't really know much of I don't know anything else besides I know his, he, his father was born in Cleveland. He was left on like the steps of a monastery and like that's as far back as his history mm-hmm. goes. So I know as black people, it's hard for us to identify with who we are because we don't really know much of our history. And since mine is capped to my great grandfather, since he was a slave, like there's no other 
published written record about that, I just decided to learn as much about that person as I could. So actually Ancestry.com was mad helpful on me going and looking up like who he was. It's cool, I can see from my great grandfather, like his name in the census in the 1890s, um, when they like started counting him as a human being. Wow. But uh, the, the, the story was just like, a lot of it was word of mouth, talking to my Uncle Raymond, and then when I figured out all this stuff about him, I was like, damn, like that, like that thing from, so the, the conversation is fictional and that I never got to talk to the person, but all the stuff about him is real. Uh, and when I, when I heard things like he was, you know, had almost 30 kids and he was a freed slave, like that shit to me is crazy. Like it's, I'm three generations removed from slavery. Like that's not. That's <laughs> wild when you say that. That's you real. That's a wild statement. Like I'm three. It's not that long ago. It's not that long ago. And that's why I was like, you know what? Um, that picture to me just meant so much because it's the only record I have of that era of him. So um, when I when I when I started contemplating that, plus how I was really upset at this moment and how black people were being treated, I thought that I I would like make this fictional tale to give a history lesson and some insight into what was going on. All right. Um, and my last question for you is you, like you said, you're expecting a son in mm. November. Um, a, a lot of, another one of your articles, you talked about mental health and what that looks like to you and being vulnerable around your guy friends, specifically your yeah. guy friends. Um, what have you learned about yourself through embracing your own vulnerability? And in return, what will you teach your son about mental health and vulnerability? Um, I think uh, what I what I've learned about myself is there's so much shit that I keep in my head or kept in my head for so long because I'm like yo as a dude and as a black dude like there wasn't outside like there was not a form for us to express the shit that goes on with us and honestly if I'm being straight up not until like the last five years has even the word therapy been accepted in the black community you know how long I've been in therapy. Yeah. So, uh, and, that, and, and so, and sadly men have this association with like therapy as this thing that's feminine or weak. So mm -hmm. since and like, I, I personally never been to therapy, but since I knew that we still need a form to express how we feel, I know that like once every probably two years, you have like a, an emo conversation with one of your boys. And that's, that frequency is crazy. Like imagine the shit you go through, all the time and then like you keep it bottled up. So I thought that after having a couple conversations with my friends, I was like, you know what, like this vulnerable approach is actually helping me. It's helped me with anger issues, it's helped me with insecurities, it's helped me deal with like lies or shit that I was bothered by. Um, and once I, once I realized that the cadence, like I talk with my boys now all the time, I just talked to one of my best friends like two hours ago about just being in COVID and how the shit is like mentally exhausting. I want to normalize it. And that's what I want to teach my son. Like my dad and I didn't talk about mental health, like, mm -hmm. ever, you know, and I can't imagine what his life was like. His dad died when he was five years old and he had only had sisters. So without a form to talk about what's going on, all we're doing is it's like keeping toxic fumes inside. And I wanted men and I still want men to feel comfortable. And the dopest shit after writing that article, um, wasn't the fact that like I had the most views I've ever had. That was nice. It was 
men reaching out to me, like my frat brothers or friends or random people on Medium saying like, yo, how do you learn to have those conversations with your boys? Or like, I feel the same way too and I wish I could talk more about it. So like people are starving, men, black men in particular, are starving to have these conversations and we need to make other black men feel comfortable. Thank God NBA players are coming out and saying, hey, I deal with depression or this or that. Like if they hadn't done that, I feel like we would have been even further behind. Yeah. 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 And I think that's what I loved about um, when I commented on your article is that like, wow, we need to have more conversations because I feel like as women, vulnerability is hard for anybody, everybody, yeah. like everybody. Like I do, I struggle with it all the time, mm-hmm. um, depending on what the topic is. But I think it's super important to have those conversations because I think that's one thing I also appreciate um in my own relationship with my boyfriend is that we have this space where we can feel vulnerable and that's mm-hmm. what i most appreciate because i don't feel like i i could always do that in past relationships and be uncomfortable with it and just be like i can just take everything down and be like listen like this is how i'm feeling and have a real conversation about it um how do you think now that you are in a space and you and your friends how has it changed your relationships or improved now that you guys are being more vulnerable because i feel like sometimes we're having like basic level conversations Word, with our yeah. friends and when you become vulnerable it takes things to another level yeah, I think uh, there's always at some point in my conversations now with me and my guy friends where, like, somebody asks the difficult question, like, yo, how are y'all actually feeling this week? Or, yo, like, I don't know, one of my friends just died and it's making me feel like this. How do you guys cope with death? I think uh, you got to have just a, an acceptance for it. And when people do it, don't joke and kid around. Like, that's the hard shit, too, because sometimes dudes be trying to be vulnerable and then like niggas People get on take them serious, yeah. Right, you know what I'm saying? Uh, like I was trying to be vulnerable at the beginning with my injury that Aaliyah gave me, and she wanted to joke about it. So like, <laughs> you gotta learn. You understand? <laughs> to, to and Aaliyah, I'm proud of you for not saying anything. I knew that I could feel you. Your neck, you want to say something, but I, I really appreciate that. Um, uh, I think it's actually helped me a lot too in just my relationship with my wife too, because like dudes go through stuff with your, whoever you, like, whatever you choose, your, your, your significant other, and you need a form to talk about that as well, because that heals that relationship, so um, it's been really helpful, and I, and I appreciate that I have men in my circle that are willing to be vulnerable, too. Yes, I hope this opens the door for more conversations, mm-hmm. um, everyone just to be vulnerable, particularly Black men, because there's so much going on right now, and I mm-hmm. think we just, Everybody needs a space just to be vulnerable and talk about how they really feel instead of bottling up. Because when you bottle shit up and hold on to it, it show up everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like, it literally could show up at work, anywhere. Mm-hmm. And, and it ends up falling on the wrong person. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then you end up apologizing and be like, that wasn't meant for you. But mm-hmm. I was holding on to stuff. But, you know, that's that. Well, Chad, so we're going to get into these uh, these questions, some fun stuff, right? Let's do it. Yes, let's do it. So the first question we're going to ask you, what is your favorite word or least favorite word? Wait, which one? Least favorite or favorite? Either one. You, you can choose. Both you want. You, you answer both. You do what you want. Yeah. My least favorite word is can't. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and my favorite word is... Mm. Mm, probably food. <laughs> I was trying to be deep, but I was like, I'm hungry. So food is not anything to Listen, do with that's fine. Food. Favorite word, anything to do with food. Crab cakes, 
I miss some fucking steak and take. I want one of them so bad. Ooh, steak and or Italian cheeseburger. I mean, Ooh, steak and take sandwiches. Oof, yes. steak and take. I ain't had steak and take in a minute. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's get into what is your favorite curse word? Mm. I'm going to take a guess on what I think his favorite cuss word is. <laughs> mm. That's what that is. Just so I wrote it. Oh, okay, so okay, I got it. it. All right, let's see if it matches. Aaliyah thinks she knows what your favorite curse word is. It's, I mean, I'm Christian, so I shouldn't say this, but it's probably goddamn. Um, oh, okay, I like that one. Okay, okay. you want me to tell you what Aaliyah thought it was? Yeah, please. Shit. Oh, shit. Hey, yeah. like, yeah, I actually like, like, oh, shit. Yeah. Okay. Shit is a good one. Um, it is a good one. Okay. What is your what sound do you love or hate? Mm. Answer both or whatever you choose. It's your world. I love the sound of uh eggs frying actually in the morning. Ooh. Like that sizzle. Yeah. Like, These are the kind of answers sunny, I like. Deep, su- sunny side up? I was like, how do you take your eggs? Yeah, how do you take over, your eggs? Over medium. Over medium? Yes! I like that answer. Thank you. <laughs> also, black people, it's okay to like Word. not scramble hard with cheese. Tell them. Tell them. Yeah. Enjoy the texture. Yeah. Tell them. Of an over medium egg. Chad, that was, that was good. I never thought about that because I also love that. Good night. That was great. Good night. Mm. I might have to. I might have to have breakfast when I get night. home tonight. I'm having that tomorrow. Yes, that you just you just set me up for the weekend. Over media. Okay. Um, what profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Uh, an astronaut. I'm also not surprised by that. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. Actually, an astronaut. I wanted to be an FBI agent, and I like went through the whole process coming out of undergrad. You look um, like. You literally look like. <laughs> Damn, you about to say I look like the no, no, no. This, this is this is a com- no. This is a compliment to you and probably a diss at Hollywood. But you, you literally look the type of black man they would cast in like one of those FBI TV shows, like on Scandal. No, not Scandal, like a CBS TV show. Oh, a CBS. So that's how you know. Oh, yes, yeah. It's like, like NC, uh, NCIS. Like you look like a in, like yeah. you look like a NCIS LA or San Francisco. Like I can you see would that. Be like the black, detect- you would be the black one. So you do. Uh, thank detect- you, thank you. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah. Astronaut. Funnily enough. I uh, <clears throat> I applied to this program. Um, it's called the Citizen Astronaut Program, and like they took like like it's like a four thousand applicants, uh, and I got into the next round. So I get to interview again in December. But if I make it through the final stages, I get to go to a lower Earth orbit. Actually, yeah, is it, is, is this a program that they do? Is it through NASA? Uh, it's not through NASA. Actually, no. It's actually um, through this private. Uh, nonprofit that partners with the UN. So you go up to lower Earth orbit. You have to write a pitch on like how your experience in space will help to uh, improve one of the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals. And I'm focused on uh, reducing poverty and increasing academic awareness in developing nations. So my my thesis in U- at UPenn was on astronaut psychology and all. Damn. All right. That sounds fun. I hope Ooh. you. Knock it out the world. Yeah, Knock it out of this world. And the last one, which has now become my favorite question, is share yeah. a time a str- when a stranger had you fucked up. Uh, I got a recent time, actually. So me and my wife went to Santa Barbara for like a little baby moon getaway. Um, nice. And I, food, I told you, is my favorite word. So here's a problem. And this happens all the time. Like, me and my wife get to go to like nice restaurants. And they be, when we go nice, like people, I don't know. Cause maybe they got has a Michelin star or two. Like they act like black people don't know what to do. So, oh, God. so, Go ahead. so piss me off. 
So we are at this restaurant. We sit down, and this is a, this is a normal like this is not anything fancy. So like the uh, the lady comes and she's like, you know, what would you like? And like she gives us the specials. And she's like, she's like, so the specials today are like this lamb dish, and then she was like a caprese salad. And she's like, you guys know what a caprese salad is? And we were what? like. So me and my wife looked at each other and we were like, yes, we do. She's like, okay. So it's a salad, has tomato, has some basil. And, and uh, like, no, she's no, explaining no. the caprese salad. Um, like, and honestly, it's a caprese. We ain't talking about nothing fancy. She should have asked, that's like her asking, like, do you know what a, it's a cob salad? Right. Do you know what a cob salad is? <laughs> so I was, it was just like, it was just, the fact that she took the time to explain it was ridiculous. So then like, she came back and was like, yes, <laughs> and um she was like my wife ordered something and the, oh she said that that's right and i was just pissed i was like so what's the special again and she told me about the lamb and i like food so i was like is a rack of lamb frenched um and french means that you've trimmed the fat along the sides of the the ribs yeah. and i know she didn't know what that was so she was like um well i don't i think it's from new zealand i was like actually what that <laughs> and so like Correcting her was like, oh man, that shit felt so good. Um, but typically, like, I, I I just become petty or I just like show people that they don't really know shit. Uh, I, that was that was the last time somebody had me fucked up. Um, but instead of blacking on them, I, I just decided to be petty. Listen, and in that case, you that works. Hopefully, a, do you know what a caprese salad is? Shut up, bitch. When's the last time somebody had either of y'all fucked up? Every day. <laughs> Every fucking day. Yeah, it's probably earlier this week. When I don't know. The, that's a good. Um, that's a great question. When is the last time somebody had me fucked up? Oh, today know. at the farmers market, actually. <laughs> oh, the farmers like, market you went to? The one in Berkeley Heights. Oh, okay. okay, girl. Yes. Um. So I was in the line at the farmers market, and lines are a little different now because everything is, uh, yes. you know, social distance. So it was basically like all the aisles fed into like three lines. So I'm standing in line behind this, like this middle-aged white lady. We're minding our good business. And this white guy is just like, you could go now. So I I knew, and I knew he was not talking to me. One, because (laughs) I'm a a real ass nigga. So I knew he wasn't talking about me. That's first to me, first and foremost. Mm -hmm. But I also knew he wasn't because I was like, I was, I could never be anywhere next in line because right. I was three people behind. There were three registers and all you, there's like no way without me cutting that um, I was the next person in line. And the, he was talking to the woman in front of me and she kind of got nervous or startled because she was just like, I think she felt like she was wrong because of how he reacted and she was like, mm. and she was like, am I, am I wrong? Did I cut you? And I was like, no, he just don't know how to mind his fucking business. Lord, have mercy. <laughs> I can, I can see you. Like I'm envisioning this happening. happening. I was like, he just need to mind his fucking business because like you are not the line monitor. Again, mm-hmm. again white people mind your business. The world Everybody. would not be what it is now if you literally minded your fucking business. This is true. That goes to Columbus and all his hoes. <laughs> You just oh. mind your damn business. That's I, it. I got a, a real. I know we uh, actually somebody yesterday had me fucked up. Um, my wife intervened, which was even better. Uh, so this is what happened, and this is no shade to like anybody that works at this company at all. Like you have to do what you got to do to feed your family. But every time I go to Sprouts 
or Whole Foods or whatever, mm-hmm. a white person in front of me will buy, you know, a hundred to two hundred fifty dollars worth of food. Every time I go there, the first question they ask me if they see my cart full, what's your Instacart badge? Oh, you dealing with microaggressions? That's why. <laughs> that shit sounds like it. It shouldn't be a big deal, but like, why do you assume yeah. that I can't afford to like? Dude, it happened yesterday. It was like, this is probably like the 10th time it's happened this year. And so I came back home. I was like, yo, these motherfuckers said it again. Like, so my wife called the store manager. Yep. Yep. Excuse me. I need you to, like, she was like, this is the person's name. And then she called corporate for the. That's what the parents would do. Yes. That was. Yeah, that was cool. She should. I'm quick to call yeah. corporate. I'm yeah, gonna call corporate call, in a yeah, quick goddamn minute. Like, you know, and I tell people like I'm I'm calling corporate after this call is done, and I'm tagging them on IG, and I'm tagging them on Twitter. Yeah. As you should. Everybody's learned about this. Wow, that is. But that was that was it. Yeah. Right. Yes. Um, Tay, you want to talk to us about Tangeray? Tangeray, a living legend. Yes. Do you know about this, um, Chad Tangeray? I do. I do. Humans yes. in New York. Yes. Yes. Humans in New York. So Tangeray. First popped up, I think it was last fall in her in her fur and her outfit, and it was like three posts, I think it was, mm-hmm. about her story. And then about what two weeks ago, maybe last week, sometime, the founder of Humans in New York, New York said he was because of her story had became so popular, they were going to turn her life story into a podcast yeah. or a script or something like that. But she got really sick, mm-hmm. and it turns out why they was telling her story through thirty two posts, um, and we got an extra one on thirty three. She had fell i believe it was mm. um so how her how y'all like the glass so she is in a wheelchair her health has started declining so he got permission from her to tell her story and he turned it into like 32 posts and he mm-hmm. said he was gonna put po- he was posting maybe like five a day and it was just her story it's just like she took something like she really just had a rough start and like did the best she could and like she had to end up she shared she had one son and then i think she had another son and i loved at the end um people on instagram people the internet will people will find people so she had asked they to respect the privacy of her kids mm-hmm. but i guess mm-hmm. someone ended up finding her oldest son on instagram found his instagram and they were asking him like to reconnect and she said they had a relationship but that last conversation they both thought each other was mad so the mm-hmm. post the post came to them together was just like you know he's proud of his mother know who she is and like they just needed to have a conversation mm-hmm. and then what i appreciated that they turned the money first of all she got, like, million. she got like two and a half million dollars by like the second day which is okay? crazy. right so which it fit so many people felt connected to her story and i think the way he told it there's so many different pieces that people yeah. could have connected to which is why i think people loved her and like we got to take care of our elders like yeah. when i say the world is taking care of her she is set up i think all like all her medical needs and stuff is going to be taken care of now and Mm -hmm. he turned it into a trust and Mm -hmm. about her which i appreciated she said you know when she leaves whatever's left give it to this um i think it's this children's agency um and then those kids end up making pictures for her and they went to go see her oh tangy and then she got it she's in the new york times this week right um and just give her props i just think we're in a time where People are always just so selfish and we like mm. everything is individualized. And like mm. I was I'm reading this book on how to show up and it talks mm. about how we need to show up more as a community. 
Mm-hmm. Like we got to take care of each other. Like this is the time, like you do need the work. We need to work on ourselves and do, but we also in turn we do that so we can take care of somebody else. Yeah, like, we, we really Shout have to come together. <laughs> I can't stand you. <laughs> yes. Yeah, but we got to take care. We really have to do better at showing up for each other. And I just really loved how the world showed up for her in these past weeks. Um, and it's just beautiful. Well, and I just, I just hope that we are, we can, this gives us a lesson. Cause so many things have been happening during the quarantine that I think we wouldn't have seen if mm-hmm. we didn't have for this virus. And I think this is one of them. Yeah. Come on. So, shout out to the, to shout the people. To Auntie yeah. Auntie Tanger. Stephanie. Because what she also yeah, she said did. is that, yeah. you know, as much as she was Tangare, she felt like everybody was applauding Tangare when she was being, when she was a burlesque dancer and that everyone wasn't applauding Stephanie. Stephanie. So um, let's call her Stephanie. Stephanie. Yes, yeah, hey, Stephanie. Yeah, Stephanie is getting the applause. Like yeah. she is telling her story and she's a great storyteller. Awesome. I, I like how she just didn't have a, I, I love how like she'll say something and it's always like, but I didn't care. I did what I wanted mm. to do. Like, yes. And Carmine. Yes, Carmine. Carmine. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, she's she a great. Me. She told. She is just a great storyteller. Yeah, I like how she got with James. Got got James Brown's ass. She's <sighs> who did, who from the Temptation? She was talking about. Oh no, not Otis. No, Eddie. Blue. Eddie Kendricks. Oh, is that blue. who she was talking about? Who was she talking about? Edward. Is that his name? Oh, then it was Eddie. Kendrick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she no. said he was swinging low. I was like, this storyteller. <laughs> Woo. <laughs> she said he came out on that robe and he was swinging, swinging low. low. That's right. <laughs> I said, and you on. know it was swinging low. She still remember it. Yeah. She was like, put that in there. And she said every time he did a performance, she reminded him about that robe. That's right. Yeah. yeah. It was great storytelling. It was it was a nice uplifter for everything that is going on in the yeah. past two weeks. I, I really just uh, appreciate it. Shout out to Stephanie. Shout out to Stephanie. Um, yes. <laughs> Do we have the energy or wherewithal to talk about this uh, debate? debate that happened? So this is what I want to say about the debate. It was the worst thing I've ever seen. But the one thing that really ticked me off, you don't talk about people's kids. The way Straight 45 oh. talked about Biden, I don't care who it is. You don't talk about people's kids in the way he talked him. about. He was just like, well, he's a drug addict, all this other stuff. And it's just like, I wanted Biden to jump across. Biden, Biden should have. I could also how I know I could never run for politics because when he Trump talked mad reckless, like his he acted like his kids is angels. And that's what I'm saying. I was like, have you met your fucking kids? All of them. And he talked about when he talked when he brought up Bo. I was like, nah, don't do it. I don't do that. Like, don't nah. do it. God. In the hood, if you lived in the hood, somebody would be like, yeah, no, nah, he would have got G checked. Yeah, you can't. Um. I, you, I was like, yo, you brought out. Oh, yes. I think that's no. why he got Corona. Honestly, he would have went through. The Lord will fight your battles. The God said, "God was God must have tapped Joe on the on the shoulder." Was like, Mm-mm. "Don't need stand stand down stand down and stand by." I got you. Just <laughs> exactly. God said, "You take care I'm stand shit. back and stand by." Yeah. Especially since remember when Trump first got elected, people were saying, and I even though I am not a Trump supporter, I can still I still believe that people's kids should be left out of it because they didn't ask for this. Yeah. But people were saying things about Barron about mm-hmm. saying like he was slow and this 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 blah 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 and i'm just like w- when you didn't want to talk about baron right talk about baron but you're gonna bring up his dead his his old dead ass son that's what i'm saying um, it took me yeah that's the i couldn't um i just couldn't it was just a mess i just it was hard to pay attention to it was just like and with there's two more debates coming up and it's just like whew. 
close to the election. It was just, I didn't even know what to say. Like, I don't even know how to respond to it because, like, it just displays everything that's been going on, like, that we thought. Yes. The only good thing about that debate is it showed how low Trump is willing to go. Yeah. Because typically, like, the benefit of a Trump interview is that it is capped by time. And it's usually yeah. 20 minutes. Or th- but if you yeah. give this dude enough time, he's going to hang himself and say some yeah. reckless yeah. shit. And I mean, honestly, if I was Joe, I would have I, I thrown a mic or a shoe at him because you can't talk about nobody's kids like that. Yo. Like, yeah. yeah, that wore me out. That wore me out. Right. I can't take it. Yes. Well, Chad has to go because he has fatherly to be duties. He got to get shit together yes. for the shower tomorrow. We enjoy having you, Chad. Tell folks where they can find you, where they can read all the wonderful stuff you've uh, written and all the stuff you will write. Um, to give us all your social media tags, please. Yeah. Um, at Chad underscore J underscore Thomas on Instagram. I need to make that a little bit easier for people. So sorry about that. But uh, all my stuff good? is... Uh, you can find all of my writing on on Level on Medium. Uh, I also post stuff to to, to LinkedIn, uh, LinkedIn.com backslash my all my. And um, yeah, it's this has been a pleasure, man. Talking to y'all is this is the best way to end my week. I'll just say that. Yes, all yeah. Right. Come back, back yes, anytime. anytime. Tell your wife she's she's good with us. Yes, she's good with us. <laughs> okay, I'll tell her. Bye, <laughs> Chad. Yes, have a good one. Thanks, y'all. Take care. Peace. Yes. So let's get, what else we got to get into this um, week? The, well, I want to talk about the Newark Black, uh, the Newark Black, Jesus, that's redundant. Well, <laughs> I was going to say the Newark Black Arts Festival, but Newark is already black, so I'm saying. Oh, the uh, Newark Arts Festival. Yeah, is, I'm more interested to talk about it because I, I, you told me what your, <laughs> what your responsibilities are. <laughs> so I'm not going to tell you, I, I volunteered this during the springtime. We were talking about like staff culture and how we gonna do things and I had already last year I wanted to had an idea to do it so I just brought it up and I wanted to provide my staff we get it like an update every mm-hmm. um so I wanted to provide them with um a newsletter or a list of events or things happening in Newark because what I felt like sometimes is that you know people come and work and don't always do he, do things here besides happy hour mm. and like I personally don't really care for the happy hours anymore like I just want to do stuff that's happening in the city um so I've been doing about a month um I did a short one in August September October so I'm looking um at uh all the events going at the library and JPAC Nork Arts Festival a lot of events are happening virtual at home so like the North Museum if you go to their website they have events and happy hours and museum crawls happening from your home. Same thing from NJ Pack has a slew of events that's happened, dance, capoeira, yoga on Wednesdays, and like that. But the Nork Arts Festival um, is October 8th through the 11th. Mm-hmm. Um, and it happens every year. And I happen to enjoy it one year. Uh, a friend of mine and I, we spent the whole one of the days, like a whole day, um, walking around, going to all the Nork Arts things in the festival. We were like we started down on Halsey and ended up down here right by Bricks Lacks, actually, um, at the it used to, it's an art gallery around the corner from oh, okay. here. Um, I don't know what is it? What is something wall? Yeah, City Without Walls, um, and ended up there. So um, that used that was a part of the Nork Arts Festival. So they have different exhibitors. Before COVID, you can literally, they have like a book where you can go around the city and enjoy it. So that's kind of what we did. 
a walking tour. Um, so that's coming up. There's a couple of events that's happening. Um, lots of things that are online and some, the Newark Museum is having a masquerade, I think they're calling it, um, at the uh, garden Ooh, um, at the museum. There's a few events that are in person, but a lot of them are online and on demand. So they're not necessary at a specific time, but you click on it um, and watch um, different exhibits. So, you know, I like, the, I like those kind of things. Yeah, um, yeah some artsy things, some poetry, you know. Nork Arts. I know, I know. But, I know how you feel. You know, I just wanted to throw um, out there. Yeah, but that's that's what's happening for October. That, is, that sounds like a very fun thing to do. Yeah, and then the cool thing is that next weekend is a, I don't know for everybody, but it's a three-day weekend next weekend. So oh, indig- indigenous people, they are on my calendar now. No longer Columbus. Um, so The only Christopher we acknowledge is Wallace. Yes. Um. Oh, that's, I forgot about Columbus Day. Oh, excuse me. Indigenous, Indigenous People, People Day. Day. Yes, you know. Um, <clears throat> um, oh, yes. Don't. Yeah. We're going to have so many shows before it's time to vote in this election. But if you are not registered to vote, please get registered to vote. Is yes. Time I got my ballot. I got, I got my, well, like y'all know, I got mine in the mail. Mine is untouched. Mine is virginal. Good night. Um, <laughs> I was gonna, I'm trying to decide, can we vote in person in New Jersey? So that's what I was trying to figure out. And I think you can. I think you can take your ballot, and y'all don't quote me. Um, I think you can take your ballot to maybe your, regist- your uh, polling place. Oh, no. I, and the I do want to push the button, but I'm okay. I, if I, I'm going to mail it in, but I need somebody to go with me so I can take a picture. Yes, that right. When, when you, if I can't get my... Where's your polling place? My polling place is in Union. Oh, no, I ain't committed. <laughs> <laughs> it's downtown. Listen, why you can't do that? Sure, I'll do it. I Sure, I'll do it. We set up a time. Yes, yes. <laughs> Um, also, where the fuck can I get a I voted New Jersey sticker? I have never gotten so a sticker. So I think that's I the voted. reason why like I want to take a picture because I can't get a sticker. Right. And like I feel that some of my students, I have a bunch of students who did, this will be their first time voting. Mm-hmm. And I was having a conversation with one of them the other day and she was like, I a sticker. And I was like, baby, I don't know if you're going to get a sticker. So I don't know how it's going to go, but I don't think I've ever got, no, I've gotten one before. And like I'm sad I can't go in vote, um person because I'm the person that I be at my polling place when it open. I go before work. Yeah. I be at the door at six mm-hmm. when it's thing and when they still trying to get the book together and can't find my name. I always but shout out to the elders. I always appreciate it because I always think about my grandmother. They had that book open. Yes. What's your last, last name? What letter? K. Kay. What's the next? I. I. Excuse me, it's right here. <laughs> oh. Okay. And then you know how the signature's upside down. And you got to sign it. Thank you. And then you say, "Hold on, don't go in there. Get in line." Yes. Good and stuff. Then you go in. Shout out. I'm and doing it. I mean, like, aren't the basketball players? They um, what they got going? LeBron. LeBron James. Um, an effort to attract more poll workers. Um, LeBron. Listen, LeBron James is not better than Michael Jordan, but he is pretty damn great. And what I appreciate about appreciate about Sir LeBron James the most is is that he is active in this bitch. Okay, he is. He is He's, killing people yeah. on the basketball court, and then he is trying to be a superhero off the court, which I appreciate. So he's doing all this work to make sure people just encouraging people to vote. Like, I it's it's so important that people with big platforms are have a bigger sense of social reality. Um, and sometimes I have been, this is just being like, they should, they should, they should, but also realizing that they don't, they don't, they don't. And, um, you know, everybody is in a different place in their 
journeys and what it means to be like a social justice warrior or whatever cool yes. word you say on and just having the ability to act on something and that you could do in your capacity is important for lebron james it looks like <laughs> you know killing it and attracting yeah. more poll workers and wearing t-shirts and saying psas and posting on social media to vote for the people who are not games like myself and others if you you displaying your social responsibility is you going to the polls and voting yes everybody gotta vote so be like lebron yes and be active in your political destiny and vote for sure. Can I ask a question? Absolutely. Like, what's going on? I'm not paying attention to basketball. Mm -hmm. But where are we at in the season? For the women or the men? The men. The men are, the NBA finals are happening tonight. So okay, game one so. happened. It's between the Los Angeles Lakers E and Miami Heat. Heat. Okay, I thought I, I saw that. Pissed. Okay. That okay. coronavirus is happening at the same time there is an NBA finals versus the Lakers. I know. Oh, could you imagine you what the room would be? At? What kind of nigga shit? And I mean this as a cop. You know what I was gonna say? Do you understand the metaphor? The metaphor phrase. That's literally what I was thinking. Miami <laughs> would be stupid. Miami is stupid when Miami's not in the playoffs. Miami would be stupid if there was a finals in Miami. LA is already on some other shit. Chad just told you this. The playoffs, I I know I would be in either Miami or LA. Not at the game, but I would just, um, just be enjoying it. Because that's yeah. a good ass fucking time. You yeah. know how many babies not gonna be made because you can't go to Miami or LA? You know how many strippers? If I was a stripper, oh, I'd be You'd be what? Pissed. Oh. You <laughs> strip clubs in LA and Miami? If I was a, what's the woman that Gold diggers, I don't know. I have no problem with gold diggers. I don't mean that as a, a bad word. Mm -hmm. But bitches that love athletes, uh, sick. They already had to miss out. They already couldn't be in the bubble. You right. They could be. Did somebody, did somebody sneak in the bubble and got caught? Some, the man did sneak in the bubble. <laughs> and I think he had, he allegedly had the sexy time with a COVID with somebody like who was in charge of administrating COVID tests. Oh, I think he was. People but, just be making. But dumb listen, decisions. They, I saw also the WNBA finals are happening right now, which my mom is texting me about. WNBA finals. It is the Seattle Storm. Oh, good old Storm. And the Los Angeles. I mean, excuse me, Los Angeles Jesus and the Las Vegas Aces. Oh, so um, poor yeah. Liberty ain't making us. No, we probably gonna get the number one draft pick again. Pray for my team. I don't know. know. We having a hard time. I know. We it's been it's been some time. It's hard you to know. be a Knicks fan. It's hard to be a Liberty fan. It's, yeah. only, it's good to be a Yankees fan. I don't know what's happening, like with other sports, but mm. there was a time where, while we were on quarantine, I was like heavy on ESPN watching. Um, was it Ten for Ten? What was it called? Whatever it. Sports Center. No, not sports, but they had all these documentaries. Oh, you like Thirty for Thirty? Thirty for Thirty. She Thank you. Ten for Ten. I couldn't remember Thirty for Thirty. Because there was so many Thirties are good. They were great, and it was so much, so much things I learned about teams that I didn't mm -hmm. know. Like the, my favorite one was about the Pistons because I didn't know about um, Dennis Rodman's early career. Mm -hmm. I had no. Pistons say that nigga I, I love that one. Dia, did you watch Dennis Rodman's story? Yes, I did. I that watched everything. It was great. I had no idea. So I there was a time during quarantine where I was binging um, sports stocks. I love Thirty for Thirty. Thirty Ooh. for Thirty is so good. So good. Thirty for Thirty is yeah. So the Pistons good. stories was my favorite, and yeah. I was like Isaiah Washington, you know. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he, he's a trip. Yeah, mm. but I, I, I enjoyed that. But um, yeah, that's yeah. that's 
That's that. Rhea, Rhea wanted us to talk about phone storage. I don't know. I don't have these issues with phone storage. I just... I, I, I don't know. She said it was something personal, but I I think in... Did you watch any... You didn't watch Social Dilemma. I started watching Social Dilemma and I didn't like it. So, it was weird. I was like... I so I think... Merging the, a real story and a documentary, I was like, I need one. Did you get stuck when the three guys was behind the thing? So I appreciated that because I'm, a, I'm visual. Mm-hmm. So it helped me understand. And it really made me want to like delete my like delete everything because i think it gave you an eye into like we put so much now into these phones and if i think about 10 years ago or longer than 10 years ago like when we started college I college with a Motorola razor my phone flipped flipped right and the phone wasn't doing yeah the phone wasn't doing much texting wasn't heavy and texting was for, definitely then for something quick yeah like hey i got here Hey, or like call, no, can you yeah, call we me? We, we weren't, I wasn't sending people paragraphs, cussing them out. There were no apps. The apps, like Facebook, but you didn't need to check it on your phone. Yeah, yeah so I miss things being like that, but it also, the social dilemma really digs into like how much we are being controlled and algorithms yeah. was really explained. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just made you just really think about like this social media where how all of it's connected. I even think about like Google I have like Google sometimes you can turn it off, but like if you let it, your Google Maps would track it will it track everywhere you go. I and it has sent me it has, because every, you it has this is how I knew it was that it has sent me a summary one time in the summer, like you went to these 20 places all this month. I was like, oh no, this is a lot. Or I don't need my phone to remind me this. It knows where you are, or it'd be like, oh, you're even. Or like when you tagging yourself, your location when you on social media. I stopped doing that shit on Facebook. I stopped doing that shit on Facebook. Yeah. Or I started posting pictures after when I'm not there no more. Yes. I started doing that. So it just it was really eye opening. I appreciated the three guys because it was just like there's a machine like working like if you do this one thing or if they notice you haven't been on something like yet yeah, instagram algorithms is based on it's a drug yeah it's how drug. what you clicking on yeah people make my friends and i make or even, joke all yeah. the time of be about like say for instance we're in here and i'm just like and it's just probably gonna happen it's like damn you know i really want some item and that should pop up on your phone and then literally you'll Girl, pick up your it phone it scares the shit out of me all the time or even if i'm just on my safari or whatever firefox looking up a website some clothes mm-hmm. you get on facebook instagram all of a sudden is in your sponsorship yeah, it's just, I, being it watching that and understanding behind it and also being in business school where you really get to figure out like that yeah. is legit a uh, method to get people to become consumers is wild yes from colors yeah to font to who's in the commercial to every every different ethnic group socioeconomic group whatever gets their own different kind of commercial because you got to make you got to responsibly getting all these people to get the same thing yeah and that means making sure they they and it messes with people's emotions and like i can see how like even with kids how it has sucked them in so much and like so much of like their mental is into like the phone my friend uh tahara (laughs) said and this was like way in the beginning of quarantine and she was like if i have to tell my daughter one more time who's like six at the time to six if i have to tell my daughter one more time or one more day that she cannot have a tiktok i don't know what i'm going to do yeah yeah and it's like damn i can't even picture myself at five using needing tiktok 
No. But like that's that format. Think about I've seen people who kids are probably like three or four. They go, they buy their kids an iPad. And like the iPad, I get it. it, But the iPad has become the babysitter. Yeah, I'm like that's what I'm like. Watch, especially and you know what? Especially it, it's like, what the fuck? What you gonna do with them? All in the house, like yeah. you have to, you have to watch them. But out. like we, I've offered like, not there's ways to have fun and do those things without. But like it's not norm, it's not normalized anymore mm-hmm. for like people just to have conversations or go out and play outside. Like that's not the norm, so people don't do it, and like people have forgotten. But like that's how you socialize. That's yeah. how you you know you build relationships. That's how. Or that's one of the good things about coronavirus. I feel like just as yeah. if we've consumed a lot into technology, I can't tell you in the beginning of this how cool it was to see kids outside. Yeah, because I just hadn't seen kids outside. Yeah, I didn't even know there was kids that still lived around me until this shit. I mean, they, um, they scream all day and all damn night, but I'm just like, listen, at least they at least they outside. Yeah. So, Listen. yeah. Oh, another something that's also weird about this is like, I forgot my phone one day. Mm-hmm. Like, um, where did I go? I went someplace, something not far, but I was like internally sweating a bullet because I was like, I felt like I needed my fucking phone. Like, we, I, oh, I went to dinner. I took my mom and my grandmother to Mark Twain. Yeah, I love yeah, Mark we, Twain. I love Mark Twain. Yeah, I love Mark Twain, and I I hated Mark Twain when I was in college. Tropicana is my joint. Listen, you got you. You go to Mark Twain. And you get them, you get you chicken parmesan. Me. Y'all always but at made Mark Twain. With vodka sauce. <laughs> and then you go there on Sunday and you get their turkey soup with cream of turkey soup with rice because they only have it on Sunday. Yeah, really are always at you. Y'all Joe always and my mother Twain. get that senior citizen special. They well, love it. I was like, damn, I want a senior citizen special. But I forgot my phone. I like got there and I'm driving. I'm like, you, my watch ain't go off. I and then I looked at my watch and I got that alert that the phone is not near and i said i left my phone in the house and when i got to the restaurant i just was like i'm used to doing this and my mom was like oh what is this didn't know what the sauce meant and i used, i went to go look it up and i'm just like oh i don't have a phone to look it up so and i went i had to go someplace else i went home and got my phone because i just could not be without my phone um then that was pretty damn weird gotcha um what else is on the list oh so Keeping uh, the shouting out some mental health things. Um, Instagram, I wanted to shout out, is called uh, Total Life Care. Um, and a friend of mine, I met her, her name is Crystal. I met her back in the day when I used to go to, um, what is it called? Oh, our family dinner. Mm-hmm. That's how we met. Um, and then she was a teacher then, then went to school, got MSW, but she was really into self-care. Um, so I kind of like watched her build the brand, but she is a self-care coach um, and she teaches now. But this week she offers um, free self-care chats, but she's really That's like cute. helping people make self-care plans and like honoring them. So this week I happened to have, a, I had a free self-care chat Come with on, her. what you doing with yourself? Um, and I talked, she asked you questions about like she asked you a few questions before you make the appointment mm-hmm. um and then we talk about like what you really need and what she can offer you but i talked about how like consistency is really hard like i'll be into one thing mm-hmm. and then i'll be good for like a week or two and then i'll stop and things get crazy so just like honoring my commitments um but her service she has like a couple plans one where it's just like 90 minutes or a plan that lasts for like four weeks when you're checking in with her once a week and like holding you accountable really digging deep into like your self-care whatever it looks like for you because i always say everybody's self-care looks different and self-care is not always you know bubble baths 
um, and getting your nails done and things like that and really deep diving into the conversation. So it's called, um, her Instagram is Total Life Care. We're a tag it. Um, but I think it's she really- She should definitely be on the show. Yeah, we can definitely bring her on. But I think she has um, self-care journals, plan. I know you're not going to do that, but she has journal, but she also has a planner. So as if like a regular daily plan, she has a self-care planner. Also, um, and I had her come into my, one of my wellness days with kids twice. Actually, my very first one, mm-hmm. she came. She did it twice for my students, and then she did a um, self-care workshop with my staff last year. So I've got to see it in, like, different realms, personally, professionally, and for my students on all levels. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love the work Crystal does. And if you follow her Instagram, she is also always posting things about self-care or reminders during the week. But we definitely should have her on. Um, that is a great idea, but total life care is the Instagram will tag it. And it's just, I think along with part of your mental health is keeping track of how you take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. Like today I really was about a nap and I didn't really get to it, but I ate today, even though my day was crazy. I had time. To, I made sure yeah. I ate, which doesn't always happen. And I'm home. And like that usually happens at work. I do that all the time. Yeah. So I think just like a part of mental health is like honoring our self-care okay. and whatever whatever it looks like and on that note my munchies have officially settled in which means and i gotta pee. coming down from my high so yeah. if you <laughs> and that was i real, really i really gotta real. go to the bathroom you can follow us on instagram <laughs> at the stop at cnh you can email us at the stop at central and halsey at gmail.com follow me yes. on instagram shout A-A-A-A-A. out thank you to our guests again thank for coming chat. chat we'll list his socials um in the episode guide you can follow taze house of vinyl at taze house of vinyl yeah, all hearts me. and mind clear yes ready peace out later